Welcome, traveler. You have entered the realm of adventure. Prepare yourself for tales from beyond the dice. And welcome back. We play role-playing games like Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition and more. I'm Luke, your DM, and your players are... Ben, I'm playing Cortain, and I had a huge amount of meat today, and we have meat sweats when I try to sleep. <laughs> Peter, I'm playing Spigs tonight. Been playing lots of board games, because that's what we can do with this life. That was before and after COVID, so it's all good. Ooh, topical. Uh, Trav, playing Little Moss. Enough said. <laughs> And I'm Levi, not topical, but low cake is bringing the well-toned cake. Well-toned cake. cake? Yeah. Cake? Yeah. Just turn around and check out his cake. It's it's good. <laughs> you can bite out of that. Spongy. <laughs> All right. Cake better not be a lie, though. Better not be a lie. What's a lie of the cake? <laughs> Bright lights, the tall buildings, strange shapes, the grand architecture, both futuristic and brutal, as in the brutalism style of architecture. We once again see Darkhaven, some of the oldest parts of the city. It's grimy, it's dark, it's a bit smelly in places. There are still tall buildings and apartments and that sort of thing, but there are large plates of the the grander parts of the city that sort of rest over sections of Darkhaven. And once again, because it's a cyberpunk future, it is raining. And it's late afternoon. The walls of the city don't allow a lot of the natural sunlight into places like Darkhaven or even into the city unless the sun is high above the city. Now it still looks dark even though it's probably about 4 p.m. And most of you, that's Cortain, Spigs, Little Moss, have decided to meet up. It's the first time that you guys have met up in quite a while, probably uh, a month or so since you have left Ultra Die Incorporated and you don't have an escort to follow you around. You were free to go about your business and you have all gone through your own things in those, um, we'll say a few months, maybe two months or so. So it's been quite a while since you've done any sort of mercenary work. Cortain and Little Moss, you've received a phone call from Spigs inviting you to meet up. He has chosen a particular destination, the Dark Haven Library. So amongst all of the tall apartment buildings and towers, we see this shorter, more stout, brutal gray building with these classic Roman sort of uh, pillars out the front. And what once was probably a lush garden, but from all the pollution and mismanagement of the gardens in front of the library, there are just now twigs and sticks and husks of bushes and trees that look like the claws of what could be a demon. But they're almost, is it calcified when it's just yes. almost rock? It's just that decrepit. And there's old shopping trolleys and rubbish sitting in this crap 
garden. And Cortain, Little Moss, you are walking up these large stone steps onto the large marble-like landing in front of the huge double doors of the Darkhaven Library. I say to um, I say to Cortain, what? Why does he want to meet here? This place is a dump. It's a mystery. I never thought Spigs, the type who actually knew how to read. Yeah, that's fair. You guys notice that the double door is open. It's just slightly ajar. There are some noises, mechanical noises coming from inside, like, you know, maybe a grinder, and then some banging, some clanking, some uh, ratchet sounds, I should say. I, um, I spin kick the gap in the door. The door swings open and slams on its hinges. Sweet. You have to open every door that way, little moth. Yeah, that means every door is a revolving door. <laughs> Spigs, roll perception with disadvantage. We could roll the dice instead of dropping everywhere. I think we're beyond that. 13 perception. You hear a big thumping sound an echo through the main hall of the library. You think somebody's just knocked something over out in the library. And now Dune and Lorian aren't there at the moment. They've gone out on business. Um, and, you know, since you've been using this place to um, you know, build something, they've said, hey, when we're out, can you just keep an eye on the place? Has there been, not like, been dead quiet apart from that noise? You're an artificer. Come on. You make noise. You've been using your grinder and your tools and stuff like that, and, you know, you haven't heard anything else. Razor looks up to you, and he's like, Dad, I think there's somebody out there. And he, like, pokes his head out of the doorway. So Speaks, like, gets up from the work he was doing, pulls back the goggles, and he grabs, like, against the wall is his trusty... Well, now new, Lead Bolcher. It looks um, very different to his old Thunderfire cannon. Um, it's kind of very much been more, more, I'd say futuristic, but it's more modern for this setting. Um, handcrafted, long barrel, like triple barrel, um, with all these sort of bulbs and connections all jutting in and out with a bit large. Uh, ammo, like, um, we call it not like a barrel, like sort of like a, yeah, like sort of like a barrel going around as well at the back. And like a, like a round, a round magazine, yeah, like big, a Tommy gun yeah, sort of thing? Yeah, yeah. Oh, but that's going, not at the, at the base being separate, but it's part of the whole rig. Um, he picks that up and just like goes out to check out what's going on. Razor grabs like a spanner and he's like <laughs> standing behind you holding it with two hands. Speak Razor, just 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 go go hide over there for, for a moment. I'll just check it out. Okay, Dad. And he runs and hides behind the big uh the big tarp that's uh over the top of the thing you've been working on. Yeah. <laughs> so and razor, really? Dude, this is how many episodes we we've recorded and now you're complaining? <laughs> Uh, you, if, you, if you, you go tried. back and re-listen, re, re I have been complaining since the start. <laughs> <laughs> you have been. 
but like it's not going to change unless you you should just put some character in, um, development in and force at least Gleamy. He could probably change his name because you're his sensei. Yeah, that's true. I am going to actually try and bring that about <laughs> through the majesty of roleplay. <laughs> All right. Um, who, who goes there? Who's there? Your mom. And her mom. I just wanted to be included, little moss. <laughs> Is that mum and grandma? Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, Cortain. I mean, grandma. <laughs> does, does, I'm assuming does Spigs recognise their voices? Yeah, and, and little moss just said good one, Cortain. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what are you guys? You guys, you made it. Yeah, roll perception. I mean, hi. I roll, roll perception. I do not <laughs> recognise this dwarf and I blow his head off. <laughs> Spigs is an old man in, in a sense. He could forget and you'd be like, get off my lawn. <laughs> Just blow gun. your lawn. Get my gun. My carrot patch. <laughs> oh, you guys. Spigs, you've aged terribly. <laughs> well, it's been like, what? A couple of months since we saw each other. That's why it's so surprising. <laughs> that I'm alive? <laughs> you need to drink more water, man. Uh, you can't you can't drink water around here. That's that's poisonous. What? You mean like water from the sky? I want to drink that stuff. Is is the water from the sky? What is the water situation in Uetica, actually, Luke? Just as an aside. Yeah, is it really acidic? Um, the like stuff from the taps is uh, usually filtered. If you buy your own uh, like filter tap, you can buy water on the shelves. You know, like in um, jugs and bottles and stuff. But yeah, you don't really want to drink the rain water. Does it go through like smoke clouds and gets like all acidic and stuff? Yeah. It's not going to kill you, but it's not great. Yeah, okay. You should get a reputable artificer to build you a water filter, dude. Then you can drink mm. all the water you need. Surely, surely any competent artificer would be able to just make some kind of simple filtration device. Yeah, when are we going to find one of those? <laughs> yeah, but you know, sometimes you guys haven't paid for the last one, so... <laughs> Mr. Speaks, how the hell are you? Oh, Alright, I've, I've been sick of this, you know, fame thing, fake fame, you know. You know, it's, it's been just being heckled every day, every night. What do you mean heckled? Who's heckling you? Oh, just, they know where the shop is and swarms and crowds of people just all the time want like, you know, autographs and stuff. It's just- That's not, that's not being heckled. Heckled is when you try stand-up and then they try to purposely throw you. Yeah, they 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 admire us, Spigs. Yeah, but like, I need I need I need my own time, you know. Can't be twenty-four-seven, Mister Mister Hero. Anyway, so I, I snuck as off. As they say in um, as they say at rehab, you know, you just gotta you just gotta roll with it. You just gotta take one step at a time, you know. And and I rolled with it, and I left. I left, and I've been here working on working on some stuff. Speaking of which, you gotta check this out. Not 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 the new uh, th this this baby here. And he points like he taps on his uh, new gun, shows it off a bit. That is an impressive gun you have there. Can you tell me more about it? Well, I'm able to. You know how beforehand I was. Uh, you hit a lot. I just re just remade a whole entire gun from scratch, basically. We got some parts, put them together. Now instead of you know every time I had to like reload every time it was so annoying and 
basically just just continuously reload and have to now I can actually like you know properly like it's like a proper gun and brief I can I got you know limited ammo but I can fire more often all this like uh energy I got a couple of cool new tricks with it as well I added in it's pretty cool hopefully get tested out sometime when we are you know because much much better than the old one but no that's not what I want to show you come check this out and he leads them to like the where his little garage was like set up at the back of the library at the warehouse and there's a big this massive tarp i don't know what well, how does how does razor react to that that speaks forgets not he doesn't forget he's there but he doesn't like let him know that these people were rocked up well as you guys walk into the sort of the storage slash receiving loading dock area of this uh, library that is you know, no longer in use. You see all these old shelves and there's crates and stuff around and a workbench and there's all of these parts and pieces and hunks of metal, things hanging from the roof on chains, bits of engines and stuff, and this huge sort of greeny grey tarp, like an olive drab military tarp. It's old and it's sort of fraying at the sides and uh, made out of like a canvas type of material. And you see this little dwarven boy, like maybe, uh, you're not quite sure, maybe like five, four, five years old, stands out. He's wearing these little overalls, very similar to um, Spig's overalls. Um, he steps out from behind the uh, tarp and he's holding a spanner and he's like, oh, it's the big man and the... Um, Sensei Mas, hey, we thought you were our robbers. Hey, you hear that? Sensei Mas, not bad, huh? Wait, I... is his is Little Moss to you? Isn't Little Moss is Little Moss bigger than Cortain? Man, have you not seen the the Instagram art? So I'm did, like twice <laughs> your size. Yeah, I know. So did, did he just did Razor just ignore me? Was he like the big man and the Sensei? Like, is he the same person well, in this guy's in this kid's eyes? <laughs> Little Moss isn't he's a he's a male, but he's not a man. Mm, oh, that's right? true. He's a, he's a half orc. You're a you're a man. You're a big you're a big man. You're a big man, bigger than the five year old dude. It's all relative. <laughs> <laughs> Especially a five year old dwarf. I go I go. So is he like really how how tall how big is he? Because he's like a dwarf, but also a child dwarf. So is he like how tall is this this little kid? Like maybe a no. A foot and a half or something? Foot and a half. That's pretty tiny. He's pretty small. He's like four years old. Yeah, like the smallest thing I've ever seen. He doesn't have a beard. Not yet. Oh. oh. So, baby face. <laughs> I go up and kneel down and say, hi, hi, little guy. What's what's your name? My name is Razor. Stupid name. It's a good name. It's a good name, Razor. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. What's, what's your name? You can call me Cortain. Cortain. Okay. <laughs> Do you... Do you like being a mechanic with your dad? He's been teaching me lots of cool things, but I want to be a mercenary like my dad. Well, he can teach you a lot in both in both professions. Yeah. Yeah, but probably let him stick to the artificing, right? Like, if you need, if you want to learn some things, come and train with me and your brother. Well, um, Gleam says that you're a, you're a shit sensei now because you haven't you haven't been good. Yeah, well, you know what they say in rehab. You, uh, everyone gets a second chance, right, kid? I don't know what rehab is. 
It's like hey, um. I, I think it, I think let's uh, let's go see what your dad's you and you have been working on. I give Moss a fairly pointed look. Oh, it's cool. You should you should see <laughs> it. What? Razor begins to tug on the big canvas tarp to try and pull it off. Uh, so Spigs then helps him and pulls the tarp over, and you see this. It's it's pretty huge. It's what like eight eight foot tall, like pretty bulky. Not like a small vehicle almost size. Um, it is all it's. In, Looks like a me- mechanical wolf. It has big, long uh, metal, like torso and legs and body. Whole structure is more like a sort of chassis, and has like this long wolf-like uh, head with like similar features, like fangs and ears. Um, even like when it's end of its paws, it has like little claw, like metal claws as well. And across, it's it's got a pretty uh, boxy sort of body as well. And across the the body is sprayed in uh, red paint. Is Wolf Dash E? Uh, made I made this. The, kid, the, the kids wanted um, wanted like a pet. We rescued some dogs, and uh, they got pretty sad that we had to give them back. But uh, yeah, I made I, I made this thing. Uh, it might have been a bit bigger than. Well, I was thinking originally, but I thought, hey, might help out for future Merc work. So, I mean, that's... How big is this this wolf, like, compared to, to say, Little Moss? I say it's probably... A, well, how tall are you, Little Moss? Seven foot tall. So slightly... Probably about the same sort of height, maybe a bit like taller. Like, up to the shoulders? I would what say... What the hell is this? It's gigantic! Yeah, it's massive. Are, are you planning on riding this into battle? Oh, that would be cool. I didn't think of that. Maybe... You should put a seat up work. there. What? You should put a seat up there for you. I don't know about a seat. I was thinking like maybe I could ride underneath it as it goes along. I don't know. Some sort of like... It's some kind of... In some kind of pouch? Like, is it, is it a marsupial <laughs> like, like joey? No, no. You know, like like a tank. Like, you know. So you want to be... You want to be inside of it. Oh, God. Not that way, Moss. Yes, yes, Razor. What's, what's? My dad can't really climb up on there too easy. If he was put, a, if he puts the seat on the top, he can't get up good. Mm, that's true. Uh, you should put that's it. true. He is, he is disabled. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, he's re-abled. <laughs> he does. He does need to uh, compensate somewhat. This, all joking aside, Spigs. This is a. This is a pretty pretty cool machine that you've built. He's gonna be our dog, but I don't know if he's gonna fit inside the house. Yeah, look, Razor, don't tell your mum at the moment. I, I, need, I need some more work on it before uh, I think I'll show it to her. Yeah, it's gonna be a surprise. What kind of work do you think you could do on this seven foot tall, monstrous mechanical dog before your wife would accept it? Maybe put some gun turrets on it. I don't know. Um. It's a work in progress. Okay. It's, look, it's a fearsome Merc tool. Oh, yeah. I mean, woe for me for trying to progress the narrative, but what? Why are you doing this, mate? Oh, why are I asking you guys here? Ah, oh, okay. So when, yeah, apart from me, I got I ran no, away no, from this. What? Two parts to that question. First one, why did you build a giant mechanical dog? He said it's a house pet and Merc business. 
That is messed like, up. Like, so what I said before was the kid. That's- we found some dogs. Um, the kid. We brought them in. The kids loved the dogs. We had to give them back because they weren't ours. They're just on the street. Um, the kids are upset, so I told the wife, you know, let's. I'll make them, you know, robot dog pet. So you build them a seven foot tall robot dog? Are you insane? Look. I may have got a bit carried away with the size because I started, you know, once I start tinkering, you know, my dreams escape me. Can can you just, can this one just be for Merc business and can you just build like a smaller dog? I don't know, this just took a while. Like maybe even six foot, maybe that's okay. Yeah, look, maybe later on, if we get more time, but you know, it's taking, this is, I had to, you know, put together some sort of AI dog protocol stuff going on. Yeah, but I, one of the reasons why this one took so long is it, it's because it's like 10 times the size it needs to be. <laughs> um, did you say AI? Can it like do a trick or something? Oh, yeah. Like, watch this. Hey, Wolfie, roll over. And then it's like my little moss is like right I grab Razor out of the way <laughs> and leap out of the way as this giant dog rolls around. So but when you... um. When you when you call its name, its eyes power on. Yeah. Um, what color are they? What color is the lights? Oh, I like it to be like a light neon blue. Mm. Its eyes glow, and it like looks up, and its sort of jaw drops down a little bit, and you see this metallic tongue, sort of like fake panting. It looks over at you. And then it rolls across. It rolls onto like uh, you know bits of an engine that were off to the side, crushing them. It, and it rolls onto all fours. And it looks over. And a razor runs up to it. And he's like, "Yay!" And he's like, jumps up and starts swinging off the uh, of Wolfie's jaw, just hanging onto the side of it. And he drops down. He's so cool. See, I hope it's an outside dog. Well, I don't think there's an inside big enough for it to be an inside dog. <laughs> Like, it couldn't fit through a conventional doorway. What about a big doggy door? Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> you just drive a bulldozer through the side of a building and yeah. there's your doggy door. I don't think Wolfie needs a door. He'll just make a hole. True. Look, look, maybe it's a bit a bit, bit too big. I might be able to reduce the size a little bit, but I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, so, sorry, the, way, the reason why I brought you guys here. So I came here. Uh, do you remember June uh, and... Uh, Lorian, I think his yeah, name is. Yeah, the old guy and the big guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were, they were like yeah, that super like deep voice, like my name's Dune. <laughs> Look, I told you, your voice will drop. Your your voice will get deeper eventually, little moss. <laughs> don't, don't, don't be bitter. Yeah, but like he's got a voice so low that only that that AI dog can hear it. Like, <laughs> it look. In, in maybe a few months, your voice might get deeper as well. Well, anyway, so they were here. I said I need a sp- place to hang out and get away from all the crazy fandom to be able to work on my on the dog. Um, so and- you decided to build a mechanical dog in a library. I've, I love you, Spigs. Have you been told to keep it down often? Like the noise or? Like, cause you're in the library. Or did you just get like shushed a lot? Like, yeah, sh- exactly. Sh- like some librarian just peeking ahead behind well, the bookcase. No one really comes here. It's just Lorian and Dune. And like, I made enough insulation and noise reduction between the things. So I don't know, they didn't really care. Uh, anyway, this, I said I also wanted to help out a bit in terms of the whole like, uh, like the, what my parents used to do. Remember when they talked about 
that old group. The Keepers of Law? Yeah, yeah. The Keepers of Law. Yeah, I pay attention. So I've been, uh... What, what happened with the briefcase, man? Like, I kind of, you know, almost died when I fell out of a building, so I kind of wasn't paying much attention. What what happened with all that? Oh, yeah, we, uh, they had to hand it over, so we got all that stuff now. So we got the keys, the briefcase. What do you uh, mean they had to hand it over? Yeah, who, who handed them over? I don't know. Lauren's got them now. So you're saying that Ultradi just gave Lorian the keys? Sweet. I know, he's got them. Why does, why does it matter how, how it happened? I'm just curious, man. I haven't seen you for a month. It's all good. It's all good. Um, yeah, so in, yeah, as I was saying, uh, so they got me out doing those things for the Keepers of Law, right? I want to do some more. I just I just wanted to get, you know, some more quests, quests and doing, you know, some more, get some more work. Let's get out of the house a bit. There's this guy in town called uh, Lokag. Uh, he's he's huge, man. He's like he's like full on Goliath blood. Like little moss, pretty big, even bigger. And uh, he's he's got some information, like you know, on some items that we're looking for. Man, what items are we looking for? I don't know. That's the information we need from him. How but how do we know? How do we know we need items? Yeah, how do we know what item, what information he's going to tell us is going to be useful if we don't know what we're well, looking for? Well, Lorraine said they were looking for him. He had some information. I don't know. I just, I, all I did was find out where he was. Maybe it's related to the keys. Maybe. maybe. I'll have to find out. But yeah, I thought I thought it'd be a good idea. Maybe we'd check him out and, I don't know, see how he, what he's like. I haven't really chatted with him yet. Just, just spot him out. Well, excuse me, Dad. What's up? Um, you can always call, like, them on the phone and ask them. Oh, Lorian Dune? Yeah. I don't know. Razor, do you reckon Lorian would have um, an AR? I don't know. He's an old boy, but, um, maybe he'll have him. Yeah, that's true. Call him, man. Let's get this show rolling. All right. You're okay, Razor. You're okay. He's picking his nose. Speaks, puts down his goggles, and then and then like flips up the his arm, like Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, like Buzz Lightyear basically, and then types in into the <laughs> keyboard, dials in Dune. Andy, I mean yeah, Dune. After a a few moments, you hear Dune pick up. Yes, Spixton Denser. Hey, um, you know how you want wanted us to go check out that Lokag character? I got my boys here. Little Moss Cortain. Yes. Um, we just want to know, like, so he had, like, information on one of the items or something, if I remember you said? That is correct. There is an important magical item that Lorian wishes to get back, and Lokag has the uh, last known whereabouts of said item. We need you to bring Lokag back to the library, and then let us know when you're on the way so we can meet you. Okay, no worries. Please, uh, do try to prevent your friends from, uh, attempting to kill Lokag. Why would they kill him? Well, it seems that you and your friends jump to violent conclusions quite quickly, and I, as much as I like that sort of behavior, um, it's not always the most useful type of behavior. Ah, uh, because, like, you know, 
I get ya. Those guys do do need to keep it down a bit. Tone it down. Get them to tone it down. Will do. Alright. Alright, do you need anything else? Or we're out? Uh, I know you ran, we ran out of milk quite a while ago. Yes, I noticed. I'll pick up some soy. Oh, not soy again. You will have to keep getting used to the soy milk. It's much better for you. Prefer that. They call it cow milk sticks, but have you ever seen a cow in Darkhaven or New Edgar? <laughs> I have not. No. See? No. Alright. Anyway, I'll catch, we'll, we'll let you know when we're coming back. Okay. And it hangs up. You guys get that? What did he say? Was he all like... Is that... Is that what... Is you got... Have you got something, like, wrong with your hearing, or what? Yeah, yeah maybe. Let's say it was on speaker. Well, <laughs> <laughs> because that's what, that's what Spigs said. He said, well, I'll tell him to keep it down. Tone it down. Tone what down? Anyway. Yeah. We're going to go find this little cag guy. Bring it back here. But why? He's got information. On what? That's why we got you to call information you. Information on, on some magical item that we need to track down and get back here. So... So Lorian wants us to get a magic item. He wants us to get Lokag, bring him here, he can question him, and then we can go find this other magical item. Got it? <sighs> okay. Am I going to get paid for this? Okay, what happens if he doesn't want to help us? What? Because he's just some random guy. What happens if he's if he's difficult? We kill him. Well, Dune said something about toning it down, so... I don't know. Arm wrestling for it, or...? Kill him quietly. Knock him out? I don't know. <laughs> Figure it out. Like, if he makes any trouble, we kill him. No. We took it down a giant mutant. No, kill him, Oz. Alright, maim him. No. <laughs> Punch him in the face. Alright, you can do that at least. Okay. Okay, where did you see him last? Okay, so, Spigs. When you uh, were sent to search for this fellow, you found him in a place called Nazakawa Plateau. It's a district within Azuma Kaibatai. Azuma Kaibatai is still part of Dark Haven, but it is the... Um, it's where the poorer elves went to... Um, the poorer elves went to... Um, to live when this when new when new sorry when new etica was sort of being established um it's if you picture it as like um a really massive chinatown in any city yeah maybe tokyo mixed with chinatown so still so some really large towers and stuff like that and you know streets is not all just alleys but there are alleys but there are those sort of large um gateways uh, or gates and with a sort of dragon or lion iconography on them a lot of elven symbols um, and, and characters and stuff like that so that's where the, the last place you uh, saw him and he frequents a like a, a tavern a bar in that area all right so you know Zuma he's in that he's in a he's in a tavern called the wandering elf wandering elf yeah it's a bit it's a little bit fancy kind of on the also not not super fancy but you know more fancier than stuff around here dark haven but uh does get a bit rough there do they serve sparkling water yeah like as a standard instead of tap water yeah like tap or sparkling but they look down on you if you order sparkling 
I have seen yeah. one time that they put like electrodes in the water and you have to drink it, but uh, Ooh, pretty intense. Shocking. Is do we do, is there some kind of dress code? Like, will we will we peak some suspicion if we come dressed in our in our in our battle gear? Like, if you oh, it's it's no like uh, it's no topside like central district tavern. Just just your normal stuff. Just uh, you know, no 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 crazy brawling. All right, black turtleneck it is. They won't see me coming. Oh, they won't. All right. Do we want to catch a cab or what? How did you guys get here? Uh, I drove. I drove us here. I scooched. So your car, contain? Yeah, sure. Let's take my truck. All right. Shotgun. All right. You all exit the library. Now, are you taking Wolfie with you, Spigs? He's not going to fit in my car. <laughs> Look, I don't think Wolfie is fully prepped yet. Let's say he's not for the moment. So a little bit more work to be done. All right, so you all, you um, you tell Wolfie to to uh, go into sleep mode. You collect a razor. Spigs drops razor off at his home, climbs up into Cortain's jeep, and the three of you head out towards Nazakawa Plateau. And when you get there, it's very similar to Darkhaven uh, in its consistently just as downtrodden and dark. But this area has a different type of architecture where the architecture in Darkhaven proper is more um, Western styled architecture. This, this area is more of an Eastern style. You're driving through the streets and there are more elven characters and advertisements than... There is in Darkhaven. In Darkhaven, there's quite a bit, but it's mainly just Elven here. You're driving through the streets and you... Um, Cortain, you want to roll a... Just roll an intelligence check for me. Okay. Or... Organization, which is... Um, religion. Whichever one is better. Intelligence. Three. For both. Uh, did you want to make one roll or two? Did you want to make an... Oh, well, we're depending on which one is better for you. Oh, no, they're both just as bad. Okay, three. You can see the telltale signs of criminals, of organized crime, but you can't pick out any particular gangs that you know the name of. You can just tell, like, that they're, they're organized crime, um, you know, syndicate members, and those are two, as you're driving past, you see them. A lot of them have, like, katanas at the, their belts or on their backs. So you're driving through these packed streets behind some red and orange taxis, some little tuk-tuk-like cars that are travelling or putting along through the road and some souped-up street racing hover cars fly above you overhead, just like in Darkhaven. Feels familiar, like a home away from home almost. You guys see a lot of... Elves and half-elves here. You see other races as well. You know, humans and dwarves and half-orcs, goblins, hobgoblins and the like. But it's a majority elf and half-elf. You pull up to a, uh, a parking complex not too far away from the wandering elf. Not too far from there. You see the tavern as you drive by. This small entrance with these green lights and a sign above it which has... A, um, a robed elf outline in neon like tube lighting and his legs sort of change 
as he's walking along, he's holding a staff. You park in the car park, head down to the street, and Spigs, because you've been here before, you roll uh, intelligence or a religion check, or organization, as we're calling it. Yeah. In New Etica. 13. You notice who you have come to know as the Gasuto Mecca. They are the biggest crime syndicate in Azuma. They are basically the Yakuza of New Etica. Most of them are elven, half elven, but they do incorporate other races. You've also come across members of Yuntongs. Uh, they are very xenophobic. They do not like to incorporate any other uh, races besides elven races in their gang. Uh, they're not as big as the Gasuto Mecha or the Gasutos, uh, but the Yontangs are pretty dangerous. Like you, when you were out searching for them, you bumped into a small gang of them, and they were pulling blades on a couple of people and, you know, demanding to see their identification and taking their their credits and stuff like that. Uh, you quickly bypassed them because there was probably about 10 of them grouping up at once. Um, How do they feel about half-elves if they're that xenophobic? You wouldn't know because you rolled poorly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. The distinguishing features between the Gasuto and the Yuntongs. The Gasuto generally will have uh, some elven dragon-like tattoos on their um, on their body that can be displayed, whether that's on their neck or their arms, their legs if they're wearing shorts, uh, their face even. Um, they will always be carrying katanas. They mostly wear sort of formal or semi-formal attire um, and they have their symbol which is basically the elven the ancient elven character for ghost um, somewhere on their attire whether it's on the back of their jacket or on the sleeve um, or on some of the helmets that you see some of them wearing like these sort of tactical helmets the yuntongs they follow a leader named Viper. You know this much, Spigs. They all have ocular implants, cybernetic implants that are designed to look like snake eyes. They have uh, serpent tattoos and every single member of the Yuntongs carries a either a sickle or a shimitar. They, are, they have a symbol that is like a death adder holding an eyeball in its mouth. You see a few of them as you're walking through the streets. They're not sort of fighting or anything like that they're going about their business and who are the other ones um, again the dra dragon people the yuntongs you yeah you do see some of them they're sort of like hovering around a, or hanging around a car that's um sort of parked out the front of this building and you guys just see some gasuto walking past keeping in keeping an eye on the yuntongs but they're not like out, outwardly at war. The Gazuto are the dragon ones and the Yutongs are the snake ones, right? No, the Gazuto are the ghost ones. Yeah. They, But they do have a dragon tattoo. Yes. Correct. Yeah, yeah. But they don't, they're not dragon people or anything. No, 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 no. no. And the Yutongs <laughs> yeah, are the ones with the snake tattoos. Correct. Just to clarify for Trav. Thank you. And you walk up to this tavern 
the three of you. You've been getting some odd looks from a few people, um, but, you know, it could be your fame, it could be the fact that you um, you kind of look out of place, because you're not quite wearing the exact same attire as some of the people here are wearing. Did somebody... There's a bodyguard. Somebody looked at me funny. Yeah? Yeah? Someone did look at you funny. I, um, I go up to him and I shake his hand and I say, Hi, I'm Little Moss. Hello. Uh, I'm not giving you my name. Sorry. Cool. Good chat. Nice to meet you, Little Moss. Nice to meet you, this unnamed man. This human man flips up his collar of his jacket and uh, fixes the reading glasses on his face and continues walking. What a nice man. The bodyguard at the front of the tavern, arms crossed, is a large half-orc. Not quite as big as Little Moss, but, you know, he's a half-orc. They're pretty muscly, generally, because of their uh, orc genetics. He has some tattoos down both arms... He has cybernetic eye implants, just normal ones. They're not shaped like to look like snakes or anything like that, or snake eyes. He's bald. Got his ears are just covered in earrings, and he's got like a little um, chin sort of soup catcher beard. And he looks at the both of you, or the three of you, and nods. I nod. Does he then let us in? Yeah, he's not standing in front of the door. He's standing to the side of it. We walk in. You push open this screen door and inside this tavern, it's nicely lit with some yellowy amber lights. The inside of it have some plush green leather couches, like booths, and there is a large bar that sort of runs at the very end of the tavern and uh, these wooden pillars that are intricately carved running up to the roof. There are a few people in here, not as many because it's, you know, at this at this time it's maybe like 6 p.m. at the bar, you see a huge man hunched over and he's talking to somebody. He's talking to what looks like a gasuto. The guy is wearing a pastel blue suit. Well, he's wearing the the suit pants and he's holding the jacket over his shoulder. He's got a black shirt on, the uh, sleeves are rolled up. He's got two cybernetic arms and you can see on his back, um, there is like a little bumps along his spine that indicates to you from your your experience with Gage that he has like a, um, a magic rig. He's got a cybernetic implant in his back, which allows him to access the currents and the energy of magic and the guy is talking to this huge figure who also uh, has something on his back um levi would you like to describe lokag once again or what he looks like at the moment so there is a hulking gray skinned goliath um he does have an augment it looks nowhere near as fancy or as technical as the the gasuto that he's talking with it looks like it's been Part of it is built into his body. You can graft it into his spine, but there's also ramshackle bits that have been modified and replaced over time. 
out of this augment is four glowing tubes, bottles of various glowing liquids. They pulse at this stage with a, a dull, I know it's going to be a dull fluoro glow, like a, like a light that's like it doesn't have as much power as it should have. And that same color is pulsing through the, the tattoos, the tribal tattoos that cover his body. He is shirtless, um, um, but he's wearing some nice skinny jeans and he's got a, a duffel bag by his feet. And that's what you can see from his back. Uh, that's the... Speaks, go talk to him. All right, uh, just hold on a sec. So Spigs goes up to the bar, like next to the, not next to Lokag, like directly, but on the other side of the the gang member, Gasudo, Gasudo member, and just sit, is there a free seat next to him? Yeah, there's a couple of stools there. Yeah, so he gets on there and like, hey, uh, barkeep, you got any uh, ales? And Alf walks up to you. Oh, uh, why, yes, I do. What, uh, what type of ale would you like? I don't know. The house ale? Yeah. Hit me up. And my friends here. One for them as well. And he points to Lokeg and the Gasuto guy. The Gasuto looks to you and he says, Quite kind of you, but I won't be seeing that long. He turns to Lokeg and he goes, he says, Remember the deal. You find it. If you get it, then at least it's out of their hands. You can do whatever you want with it. And we'll take a we'll take a little little bit of what you owe us and then the Kasuto steps off of his stool stands sort of stretches his back and uh walks away the elf behind the counter fills up only two glasses and he says springing step ale for the both of you he slides one over to Lokag. cheers thanks stranger and i'll start drinking the the ale are you not from around here yeah I think it's pretty obvious that I'm not normally from around here. Because, uh, me and my mates are kind of a bit famous at the moment. Not sure if you've seen the, uh, the news going around. At that, I look away from my beer to see who's actually talking to me. And I look him up and, well, I look him down and down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I reckon I've seen you on TV. Spigs? Spigston? You are... You're on the TV for a few months with that big giant. No, yeah, you saved the world or something. Yeah, look, I can handle myself pretty well. Um, so, like, I haven't seen any any guys like you around around this area. What what brings you into into Zuma? Maybe after a few more of these drinks, I might tell you that story. But you're just a stranger to me, mate. Why should I tell you all my stories? I don't know. Got some. Stories of my own we could share. Hey, uh, I got my mates here as well. This is, uh, hey, hey, little mask, come over here. Oh, uh, what? What do you want? This is, uh, this is Lokag. Okay, this is little mask and, uh, Cortain, my buddies. You probably saw them on TV as well. Yeah, yeah. How come he's called little moss if you're so much smaller? Are you like tiny spigs or? <laughs> <laughs> Micro spigs. Um, I'm just normal size. Little Moss is the little one for a, for an orc. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. Well, I think he's a little small for anyone, but sure, fair enough. This is the first time ever where my nickname actually fits. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I've seen you on TV, so you joined us for a drink? If you keep him bringing. Sure. Um, he... Hey, 
Bartender, what what do you guys want? Sparkling water. I'll have the ale that you're having. Another another ale and some uh some sparkling water if you got it. Springing step and a sparkling water. The elf moves away. On the tap, fills up another another pint, passes it to you, Cortain, then goes over to the fridge, opens up the fridge, cracks a bottle open, pours the contents of the sparkling water bottle in a, uh, in a, a tall glass, a little bit of uh, lime and a straw, passes it to you. Oh, lime? You're the best. Lime's on the house. The bartender continues to go about their business behind the bar cleaning things and that sort of thing. So what are the heroes of Darkhaven doing in the Wandering Elf and buying me ale? Well, it's pretty obvious, right? We kind of need you for something. <laughs> yeah, look, to be perfectly honest, Lokag, we are, we got some friends that are, know that you got some information on an item we're looking for. Yeah, right. So we come to have a, have a chat, you know? So... Who are these friends and what is this item? Oh, one guy's like really old and the other guy's like... He's, uh, I don't know if you know them, but, uh, there's a Darkhaven library and, uh, it's Dune and, uh, Lorien. At that, my face scowls and I take a very big mouthful of my ale. Do you, do you know them? Take another mouthful. It's finished. Another, another, another drink. He snap, uh, speaks to the barkeeper. Fill them up. This is going well. The barkeep grabs the glass, rinses it, puts it on the stack, grabs a new one, fills it up all the way to the top, passes it back over, taps on the little screen. So, do, do you know them? Yeah, I know them. But I've got some private business that I need to deal with before I go back and say good day to them. Ah. Oh, oh, I'll help you. Yeah, do you need some help or what, what, are, you, what are you after? You guys, yeah, no, you must be pretty good in a fight. Oh, well, you saw what we did on the TV, right? Yeah, I heard the talk show, but I didn't see any fighting. You didn't see the whole... <laughs> <laughs> well, I did take on Moss, but, you know, I didn't show that part. Um, you, didn't, you didn't see the news about the, the giant purple creature? Yeah, so I saw the news of a giant purple creature, but what is that to me? Well, we beat it. Was it easy? I don't know. Oh, I wouldn't say I was easy. To be fair, he's far larger than you are, sir. Maybe he was weak. Doubt he was as strong as me. He did, he did pretty <coughs> much rip apart half that building. Can you rip apart a building with your bare hands? Okay. <laughs> um, Can you? He's just going to take <laughs> another mouthful of his beer. His whole view of, his whole view of himself is falling apart. <laughs> he's like, I'm I can't. to be the biggest guy in the room. <laughs> It's his biggest failing as a person. He's trying, but he failed. He can't, he can't pull apart a building. building. He's punched a couple of walls, but he hasn't been able to rip apart a building. Don't remind me of that night. I tried. No, you know what? He's having Vietnam flashbacks of his... He got two really thin pieces of Lego stuck together and he couldn't pry them apart. <laughs> Had to get the tool out and the knife. Oh, it's great a shame. <laughs> yeah, right. Maybe. Let's say that I believe you. Let's say that you are half decent in a fight. You want to help me out? Crack a few skulls? Depends. If we help you out, are you going to come with us? Yeah. You help me out first and we'll see how we go. 
I'll scratch your arm, you scratch mine. That's how the saying goes. Question is, whose who's heads need need smashing, banging together? Uh, hey, uh, what about that uh, NDA thing? We allowed to go around smashing skulls? I think that's something we shouldn't be talking about openly. <laughs> <laughs> As it is an NDA. He's right there, you idiot. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what an NDA is, but, um, mate, if you've got private business, you buy me another drink and I'll think about it. Alright. So, like, while he... Okay, takes another drink, speaks, goes and talks with the boys. So, uh, yeah, like, are we, are we allowed to, do, like, go and smash people up, or what? I, I think we're only supposed to undertake reputable mercenary work, from what I remember from the discussions with Ultradie. Just anything that isn't going to reflect badly on them. So, we either need to do something above board or we need to keep this very quiet like maybe like disguises or what we don't know what this this work is no we need to find out more i think i'm pretty sure but if we smash in skulls is not good work well i mean that's what we do as mercs yeah but like you know if people find out heroes are smashing people up well maybe if you didn't talk about our private business in an open bar we wouldn't have an issue Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, then a uh, a half elf, an older half elf gentleman. He's like, "Is this bar open? Is this an open bar?" He's like, "I'll have fifteen ales, please." And the uh, bartender says, "No, this is not an open bar. Please leave." <laughs> the old elf <laughs> please lowers leave. his head, and he slowly walks towards the door. Looks over at his shoulder. <laughs> he looks back at Cortain and he's like, fucking tease. <laughs> and then he opens the front door and leaves the bar. So uh, what do you guys think? Can we help him? I think we find out what he's doing. Then we decide. All right. We go back to the, I guess we go back to the bar, back to Lokag. Lokag there, um, you've, you've finished a couple more drinks in that time and told them to uh, to put it on that guy's tab. So uh, Lokag, what, what's what's this uh, thing you need? need help with all right so a mate of a mate who's not really a mate has got like a a puzzle box that he doesn't need anymore um may or may not have uh interest to the keepers of law uh it's just a uh, is he holding it at an antique store it's might maybe it's probably rung by the the young tons so uh could be easy could be a simple smash and grab, or we might put up a bit more resistance. Can't we just purchase this item if it's in a store? Yeah, sure. We can try. Did you say that it's it's important to the keepers? Let's look. Let's go and talk about this somewhere private, not at the bar of a a tavern. I just got the information here in this bar, in this tavern. But sure. <laughs> We could at least go to a booth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright, you all go and move over to a booth. Sit down on the plushy green leather seats. They're old and they sort of squeak because they've got those springs in them. They like sit up and down, you know, make it go. Ear, 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 ear. <laughs> um, did you say it's important to the keepers of law? Yeah. 
Yeah, they all, they're always after magic items. How do you know about the Keepers of Law? I am a Keeper of the Law. Cool. Well, like, proxy. Wait, what? What do you mean by proxy? Well, like, I, I'm not, like, a full member, but... You know Dune's my brother, right? What? What? Yeah. Uh, I didn't want to jump to that conclusion. <laughs> did you not see the similarity? <laughs> not really. I mean, you're the only two Goliaths I've ever met. But I just presumed you were related, but, you know, I presume a lot of things and get in trouble for it, so... Cool, yeah. yeah. Alright, so, you've given me enough beers. They sent me to get a magic item, and I got it, but then on the way home, I, I met up with some mates, and they had some good, good stuff. Like, top-shelf whiskey. Like, oh, I haven't seen it for so long. I'm like, oh, sure, I love a little taste. And, um, yeah, I don't really remember too much of the night, except that I didn't have the item. And these Gasudo guys, they, uh, I've kind of got a debt with them now. So, this would help me out. They don't need the stuff. And I can give the item to the... Back to Dune. So and, uh, we need to bail you out of some kind of problem that we're not even part of. Nah, it's not a problem, it's just a little challenge. <laughs> Just a so you had this item, then you got plastered, and someone's, and then this item got stolen from you. Not this item. No, this is a different item. Totally different. Totally unrelated. So this item is of interest to the, the keepers of law. Definitely. The item that you lost was that of interest to the keepers of law. Yeah, but I'm getting on top of that. That's that's my duty. Like, you don't have to worry about that one. All right. So, can we do like a? Maybe we can look at it and try and do a swap or something without them noticing. Like an old Indiana Jones sandbag <laughs> thing. Yeah. If we don't do it properly, a, a big boulder will will fall out of the sky. <laughs> the old switcheroo. <laughs> uh, well, I was just gonna smash and grab, but sure, if you're full of ideas. At that, I'm gonna reach into my um the bag and pull out paper and pencils, and I'm gonna start scribbling out like a mud map of where the um. Where the antique store is. Yep. And really basic and. What is a what is a mud map? What what is what you got there? It means that if you drew it in mud, like you just get a sort of a brief overview of it. You wouldn't be able not too much detail. Uh, just like drawing lines and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what's what's this item look like? Oh, like a puzzle box. Like a it's a square with weird little bits that you can twist around. Is this is this shot? part of that crime syndicate or simply under their protection that's a that's a big difference i did not get that information i'm gonna say that if the um the gesudo have put him up to it then they're probably not directly involved perhaps i might say the opposite they want if they're if they are directly involved then they want to get a third party to take the heat you think it might be a Yungtong establishment? I think it might be. Yeah. I've done a few of these smashing grabs for the Gasudo. Just keep that under your hat, so... It's kind of becoming my bread and butter these days. Do you get, uh... Spotted, or... They know you've done it, or...? Uh, this time they just want it to disappear, so... As long as the, the Yungtong... As long as the antique store doesn't have it, then... Job's done. We should grab some other stuff as well if we're going to do this, just so they 
might not know that it, that's the exact item you're looking for. What, like steal stuff? Isn't that what you're planning on doing? No, I'm just like reacquiring a possession. But was it your possession beforehand? Oh, I'm working on some prop, mate. Yeah, could have been. You don't know that. <laughs> well then, let, let's let's reacquire a few other things while we're there. Yeah. So they don't know the exact thing we're there to reacquire. I would like a nice fez. You know, like a red velvet fez with a gold rope on top. Why, why do you want that little moss? Because oh, I think it'd look baller, that's why. But you wouldn't you wouldn't blend in. You wouldn't have the same kind of No, I'm not going to wear it to the job. I'm saying we should steal it if we see one. So uh, what's what's the plan? Should we, I don't know, disguise up or do a switcheroo or what? I'll wear a disguise. I'll wear my white turtleneck. All right, my plan was to literally go there, case the joint. If it looked easy to nick, nick it and bolt. So maybe it's you okay. guys could case the joint first. Uh, it yeah. lacks finesse, but I like the simplicity. I think we should do this at night and try to make sure that we uh, aren't recorded or seen at all. We can't have our faces on any cameras, otherwise exactly. that could jeopardize our other dealings. All right, so did you guys want to case the place while it's open? Or do you want to case it at night? Or what's the deal? Case it while it's open. Yeah. So let's say that Lokag takes you over towards that antique shop, which is called Nazo no Tabito, which means Mysterious Traveller in Elven. It's this old Elven building, big glass panel windows with a sort of like a mesh sort of uh, protection over the glass, a wire that's between two panels of glass. It's like that. So that if you break it, it... It doesn't shatter properly. It's a security mesh. Yeah, it's like a security mesh inside. In the front window, there are like old um, drawers and desks and lamps and strange items and objects all over the place. There's a big green sign on the right window of this the shop front that reads open. And it's flashing. I don't know if we had, we do case the next day. What if Spigs rocks up in his like suit? Like his grey suit, bowler hat. He goes, walks into the shop. It's the next day. You're in the shop. There are these sort of low shelves and along the walls of this shop, there are all of these bits of furniture and there's some mannequins with some like old clothes on it. And uh, there's like a large um, atlas. So like this large globe. I should say this large globe. The the covering on it is really faded, uh, and a, it's a very old a mini bar, if you will. Like the top of it pops open, and you can keep your whiskies and stuff inside there, and your glasses. Oh, uh, it's a drinks trolley. Uh, yeah, like a drinks trolley. Yeah, yeah. You as you're walking through all these bric-a-brac, it's all neat, but still the place is cluttered, and you see this elderly, almost ancient, elven woman. And she looks up through these large sort of circular glasses, pushes them up from the very edge of her pointy nose, puts her hands inside each sleeve of her robe. She walks towards you and she says, Why, hello there. How can I help you today? Uh, look, I was coming around. What are the things you got here? Seemed pretty old store. Uh, yes. 
I was... This uh, store has been in my family for generations. Can you roll a uh, perception check for me? Yep. Uh, 17. 17. You can see on her neck, on the uh, right side of her neck, is this very dull and faded old tattoo of a viper with a um, oh, an eyeball shit. in its mouth. Jeez, you can just see baby. its head poking out from underneath her robe. Uh, I don't know. I know it's this is sort of like the uh, elven district, but you have a lot of range of old items here, don't you? Yes, I've got many things. What are you looking for in particular? Furniture or maybe a nice brooch for a loved one? Or I have some old fine weapons if you wish to purchase one of them. Spigs is like looking around up on the shelves, like sort of giving a big view of the shop. Uh, my boys are coming up to special age for dwarves yeah and uh i thought i don't know do you have any sort of relics dwarven relics here dwarven relics hmm one moment i will have a look she closes her eyes turns away and slowly glides down the aisle behind the counter opens this old book starts to flip through the pages well while she's doing that Spig starts looking through all the cabinets at the front desk trying to spot the uh, puzzle box alright uh, roll roll another perception okay uh, that's a what's that 12 12 yep you see various things like in the in the shelves behind the glass cases you see some like old derringers and like what looks like a single shot pistol from you know thousands of years ago there are some old swords and axes and that sort of thing a lot of them are elven in design you see rings and brooches and jewels and valuables and stuff like that in those cases as well um what are you looking for exactly i was trying to look for things no, no no i was trying to look for the actual item that locate described. He just said puzzle box. He didn't get any other information about that. Besides that, uh, you see some like um, jewelry boxes. You know, one that is um, has been handcrafted. It has like a tree that seems to be growing down underneath the earth as well as up in the sky. Um, the sky is like little moons and stars and stuff carved in it. And underground, there is uh, like fire at the bottom and what looks like stones. And separating these two trees is a fine line of what looks like um, mother of pearl. Um, you see some other boxes. Uh, one is a like a love heart shape that is this sort of rose gold inlay of all of these intricate carvings of leaves and vines and in the very center there is like a big emerald gem uh, there is another box that looks like it's made entirely out of jade it has these red woven hinges the carvings on it are so small that you thought it was just um, like a pattern but it looks like really really small pictures that have been carved into it uh, I guess we'll 
Speaks keeps looking around. You keep looking through all of these things and she stops running her finger down the page and she says, I have a few dwarven items. Yes, uh, I will fetch them if you wish. One here is a, a small hammer. Uh, this one here is a helmet. Uh, gauntlets. I've got... An old etching set uh, for masonry. Uh, what else do I have? An old stone tome. Uh, blank. And there's nothing written in it, but it's said to be uh, 6,000 years old. That one is quite a hefty price. Uh, any of those catch your interest? Or would you like to have a peek at them? Oh, I will have a look. Maybe not the... I don't... Don't have a ton of uh, creds to spend, but um, something something nice for him would be good. She glides around the store and she collects the various items, the hammer, the helm, the gauntlet, the etching set, bring, collecting them all, bring them over to the bench, lays them out. I also have this, and she pulls out this old radio and you see a familiar little uh, name that's been printed on the old radio and it says Forge Fathers this steel case black front with these little knobs and a little tuner to see what frequency you're tuning to it uh is battery powered probably mm, mm, 100 150 years old I'm guessing let us see she flips over she's reading the label ah 144 years old if your son is into electronics oh that's pretty cool pretty nifty um i also got another other uh my youngest son he's uh only five but he's growing up pretty fast given any like you know toys or something for him as well a little i don't know he's a bit inquisitive mind a little puzzle or i don't know toys he's sort of like you know play around with Yes, I do have some things. Uh, she glides off around, collecting bits and pieces, placing them on the counter. She says, oh, uh, one one moment. I think I might have something out the back that is uh, a good gift. She moves through, pushing aside the cloth that's sort of covering the back of the store. And uh, roll a perception. Yep. I was just saying, while she was in the back, Spiggy's going to start looking around for... See if you can spot any cameras or uh, check, like, peek behind the desk, see if you can see any a computer or something that gives him, like, surveillance. Alright. Uh, yeah, he only rolled in, like, a nine at the time. Okay. We'll say the nine is for looking around. Another perception check yep. for me. Uh, I just rolled a crit. You rolled a crit? Yep. Cool. As she moves aside the cloth, you see all of this shelving at the back and like an old couch and a little coffee table and uh looks like a little um like sitting area and all the shelves behind it there are all of these large heavy duty cases and stuff like that and then just down the aisle you can see there is this um you see this wooden podium and then on top of the podium um there is a little sheet that's sitting over what looks like maybe a cube then the cloth covers everything up and you look around for any security cameras and stuff and you notice that there is a computer screen sort of behind the um, 
behind the desk, behind the front counter, and there are cameras on the roof, those little dome cameras. She returns after a little while with an old game, like an old electronic game. It's this uh, little rectangle with a rectangle screen. It's got a couple buttons on there, different colors, and she slides it over and she says, this one has a few games built in. It's um, a Gametron, I believe it's called. Yes, Gametron. Oh, yeah? No. Looks okay. Uh, I'll take that, and what about that uh, that radio? The Forgefire radio. Ah, uh, yes, the Gametron. That'll set you back 60 credits, and the radio, 300 credits. Uh uh, okay, no, no, right, here it is. And, um, uh, speaks. I oh, know, he flips up the. I think I like a scan. You can just tap here if you wish. And she taps this, uh, sort of white and gold little hockey puck looking thing. Yep. It has the, cr- the sign for credits on there. Yep, so speaks just taps his, uh, finger on there and presses a button inside of his console on his hand. It goes bling, and then the the price, the total price pops up, and it says paid. So it's 300 and what? Uh, 360 or whatever. Yep. Yeah. I'm just minus that. Thank you very much. Uh, would you like me to wrap these for you? Oh, that, that'd be swell. Yeah. Yes, please. She wraps them in like a very plain craft brown paper and um, ties a little bow, puts it in a bag, hands it over to you. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'll s- see you next time I need a present or something. And Spigs leaves. All right. You walk outside and just down the street, you have uh, Little Moss and Cortain waiting in the car. Lokag, whereabouts are you? I'm loitering near the car. Uh, Spigs hops in. Uh, so she's definitely old uh, Gyeongtong clan. Just call them Vipers. The Vipers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Viper one. Viper group. I'm not sure if she's active or whatever, but they've got security. I'm not sure whether they're active or not, but there's cameras in the shop. And I did see... What I thought I saw was that item you described, Lokag, in the the back of the shop, underneath this uh, cloth, on top of like, this podium, this wooden stand thing. Yeah, that sounds like it's important to them. And if it's important to them... It's important to me. If I get close to it, I should be able to, like, give it a sniff and figure it out. So, there's not much... There's not other people in there, so... Just the, uh... Seems like the old... Just the old woman. The security system. Yeah. Seems like we've got all the information we need. So, you're gonna go... Lokag, can I ask a question? If we barge into this place and take this box, is this gonna set off some kind of race war? Well, I was... Not really interested in breaking in the first place. So you're saying in nice and quiet? Well, no, what I'm saying is we case the joint. Lokag, you said that you need to do this job before before coming to to the library anyway. I think we've uh, we've done our part. Ah. Yeah, right. That could work. So how many cameras were there? Uh, I saw a couple on the roof. Draw us a mud map. I got no mud. I pull out, like I go back to my bag and I pull out a, another piece of paper. Scribble it down. Uh, Speaks has done some, I guess, some mechanical drawings and stuff, but 
hasn't really done many like physical drawings that often. Does he so he's kind of a bit rough. He does everything by sight. He like had to machine that gun and everything. You built a dog. Was that always <laughs> yeah. with no paperwork, just all by sight? Yep. No, he uses some electronic stuff. Paper's like old school, man. That's like ancient. I live in a library. I've got heaps of this stuff. <laughs> it's just a skill that not everyone has. Even the older people don't have that skill. Anyway, so he, he tries and he does have some ability, but obviously he's not you know, the best. And it kind of looks more like a child's drawing. <laughs> so it's like, you know, squiggly lines and he goes like points at this squiggle like a fuzzy asterisk thing and said, uh, these ones are the cameras. Um, and he points, there's like a big triangle, like not really straight, no, wonky triangle. And it's like, this is the, the back where the, where I saw that podium stand thing. Uh, what else do you need? Is it, can I just walk through the shop to the back or like climb over a cabinet? Yeah, this, he like, he's, he like quickly colors in. Like this straight, squ- like rough line. This is the front bench. Uh, you probably have to get over that, I guess. There's a whole heap of these, and they squiggle some more lines. These are all like the shelves. All right, let's get to it. Holy fuck! Come on. Low <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I um, I love Spigs like a distant uncle that I never visit. Um, but I feel like you might. I'll watch your back, man. I'll, I'll look. Cameras can't see me if I'm wearing the old black turtleneck. Um, I should be perfectly innocuous, so should be all good, bro. I'll come with you. Cheers, cheers, little moss. That'd be nice. Like they say in rehab, man. Just you, you never go things alone. You always got to have someone watching your back. Little moss, you sure you should be doing this? They see you, and then ultra die. Find out. Then I'll be ultra dead, but I'll be careful. Okay. I'm not your guardian. Can't tell you what to do. So, Luke, I've been doing this a bit. Um, yeah. Locag has. He's going to think about the information that he's been given. Is there a yeah. way that he can safely disable those cameras, maybe with, like, paint bombs, um, and get into the back room without setting off, like, a, a kill switch or, um, like, those the grates. You know how they... Like, the, the metal doors that just drop down? Because I've been given this job because the guys thought I could do it by myself, so... Yeah, yeah, it's true. So, um, Spigs, roll a a mechanic check. Oh, well, regardless of what my bonus is, I rolled a three. All right. Um, yeah, you're not quite sure exactly what the security system would be. You know that they looked kind of old, aged. So you relay that, relay that information. So, Lokag, from what you have learnt, um, yeah, like a paint paint gun or paint ball or whatever um, blocking the cameras um, should be fine unless there's some other sort of sensor in there. And how big's the shop? Like 20 metres across? Like a, I could get from one, one wall to the other in 2 seconds, 5 seconds, 20 seconds? From what Spigs has drawn on the map, uh, it'd be a little difficult to sort of make your way through the store at a running pace without bumping things and knocking things over. If I don't care about bumping things over? You don't, you know, but uh, like there's, there's, there's shelves in the way. There's not a direct oh. path to the back. Oh, but that means like I could I could go through the room, spray the paint, 
and sneak through progressively. Yeah. Yep. All right. Little moss. And I unzip the bag, and in there is a several spray canisters. Like, take your pick. Black, black, green or pink. Black. We'll use these, spray them on the cameras. That'll help you with your, your stealthing and ninja techniques. And then I'll do the smash and grab out the back. Just leap over, run in, grab it and I'm out. Right. I don't need help, but I appreciate the caution. I'll, I'll do it for you. The whole thing? No, no, like, no, I'll, I'll black out the cameras for you, you know? S- oh, yeah. Save your, keep your anonymity. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't have a lot of anonymity, but sure, let's go with that. Anonymity, anemone. Keep you an enemy. Who is an enemy? So, my plan, you do that, I'm going to go up the front, jump over the thing, and, uh, <laughs> grab and run. Let's do it! You, are you guys waiting, waiting till night time? Uh, can I break through the door? It looked like the old lady lived in here. Do you want to do it now? No, no, we wait till light, night time, man. Let's go right, grab a, fine, a fine, sparkling fine. water. Let's go to the pub. Good idea. All right. After a few hours, you guys uh, return to uh, the street in which this shop is on. You're out in the, uh, the dark streets, but everything is lit with the beautiful lights of advertising signs and screens and such. Car headlights driving past. The shop is on, you know, more of a quiet street, a more of a narrow road. So it's one way. Cars only going in one direction. It's kind of dark in that little section there. It's an older part of the town. And you guys rock up to the front of the store. And you see the old elven lady. She closes the front door and she uses a key card she swipes it in the thing and she hops into a car that's waiting out the front and that car slowly drives off down the street we should go inside good idea so i'll loiter up to the shop door with my bag um i'm gonna try and just force the door handle to start with all right roll of strength third uh 14 nine plus five The door is pretty secure, but you think if you hit it hard enough, the uh, the lock will break. The the sort of keycard lock. All right. Well, I just take a a spanner out of my um bag, and I'm gonna smack the lock. That was better. Uh, twenty two. All right. You smack the lock and crack. You crack the 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 door around the lock, and you push on it, and it pops open. Quiet as a mouse. I stealthily scooch into the store. All right, roll stealth for me. What'd you get, Sam? 16. You sneak into the shop. I start blacking out cameras with my black paint. All right, tell me how you spray the cameras without them seeing your face beforehand, unless you don't care that it sees your face. No, no, I... So, knowing the position on the respective mud map, I go along the perimeter of the shop and go underneath the camera and then stretch my arm out in front of it and then all it sees is my finger before it goes black. All right. So do you have your um, the neck of your turtleneck over your face or something? like? Yeah, and I've got the shades down. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. So you reach... You reach around and spray the camera lens on this on this little dome camera that's sort of uh, slowly rotating around the store. Roll, uh, roll a sleight of hand. Eleven. 
that's just a pass. You spray the first camera. You. No, no lights come on, no sirens or anything. Lurkeg, what are you doing? I'll be waiting for just a 40 seconds, just waiting outside. Okay. So you're standing out front of the store and you see like a taxi drive past. Not slow, just speeds down the uh, alleyway. Uh, little boss, you want to try another one? Yep. I roll again, yeah, sleight of hand. Or do you need me to uh, re-roll roll stealth? stealth? Yep. Uh, 18, stealth. Eight, 18, that is a success. Now roll a uh, sleight of hand again. 13. Once again, you reach and you spray the, the lens of the camera. And you move through, and because you passed both of them, you spray all four of these cameras as you go. And then you... You, the the last camera is like in the middle, sort of above the uh, the counter. You're sort of climbed up on the counter. You spray it, and then uh, Lokag's still waiting at the front. What are you doing, Lokag? Lokag. At hearing that, I'll walk inside and creep in, and go to where the counter is. Do you want to roll stealth or you yeah, just... I'll stealth. Uh, Ten. 10? Okay. You bump some things as long as you go because your uh, your big frame doesn't quite suit these sort of thin cluttered aisles. Bull in a china shop. Yeah. And you get to the front counter and then there is that uh, little doorway with the fabric covering it, like that little cloth that uh, Spigs spoke of. Silk cloth. Can I... Because I'm already on the counter, right? Yeah. Can yeah, I dramatically yeah, yeah. reveal it to him? Like, you know... Like- and behind door number three, we have... And then I'm like, Adriana Xenides from, like, Wheel of Fortune. Like, <laughs> All right. You move the fabric aside. What do you say to him? What does he move it aside? This is your life. <laughs> Come on down. As you move the I don't the like cloth. the idea of you rolling dice without <laughs> telling me what happened. <laughs> As you move the cloth... You don't see anything. What? Can be both roll perception check for me. 11. 12. 11 and 12. Okay, so the back room, there is this very faint light uh, from like the like an exit sign or something. This little green light shining down into the room um, from a, you know above the above the door that you just moved the curtain away from. Uh, 12 little moss. You notice that on the cameras, on the side of the cameras, not on the lens, but the side of it, they weren't blinking before. There was just like a little solid red light. Now they're it's blinking red very, very quickly. Hey dude, what's with the uh, what's with the flashing lights up there, man? Can you see that? Yeah, I don't think that's good. I think we need to get out of here fast. And you look through into the back room and there's all those shelves and the little couch and the coffee table and there's like a little sink and like a little fridge and stuff. But past the shelves, you see in this slight green glow of the exit sign above the door, there is a little podium. And on top of the podium, there is a white cloth with a little cube over it. Get it and go, man. Come on, let's do this. Is that the cloth? I'm going to go over to the, the new podium. Oh, the cloth he moved aside was the cloth door. Like a little sink oh, thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So now I can see the the cloth with the podium. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I'm going to just bolt forwards. All right. You run into the room. Make a deck saving throw for me. Oh, yeah. no. Oh, hang on. Yeah. So 
I've got danger sense. I've got advantage on decks. Can I see anything? Can I see what would be likely to happen? Do you have dark vision? No. Yeah, it's very, it's pretty. It's basically dark in here. You can just see the outline of things. Um, would I be classified as blinded? No. No. Well, then I. Oh. Yeah. No, you're not blinded. All right. Well, I got a nine. Um, but yep. rolling again, I got sixteen. Okay. So you see this like this outline of some movement. Something is coming towards you, and you turn, and you see. It looks like it was. Um, just a suit of old elven samurai armor and you just see the lights in its eyes light up and you notice that like it doesn't have the gauntlets or the boots um, parts of the armor is missing it looks like they have instead of just putting the armor on a mannequin they have put it on a security droid an older security droid but it's a security droid it comes towards you uh and you would you get a 16 yep it basically grapples you and is, is holding you little moss bit of help i run in through the door i see what's happening and i just go to like fly kick whatever it is away from him all right um make an attack all right Oh yeah, uh, twenty-seven. All right, you kick this this security droid, kick it in the head. The helmet sort of like it has a chin strap, so it doesn't come off, but it ter- like tips to the side and becomes ske- skews its vision. Um, the shock like rocks the droid. Uh, Lokag, you're able to break free because of this uh, this attack that Little Moss has performed. The droid um, sort of stumbles back a little bit it crooks its head back and it starts moving towards you guys again um you guys also hear the sound of wheels like tires screeching in the distance down the street dude we need to grab that box and get out that back door right now yep so that's what i'm gonna ignore the robot and go to grab the puzzle box all right so low keg a 22 versus ac yeah, that'll hit. Okay, you're grappled again, restrained. This thing just bear hugs you. As you turn to look towards the box, it just bear hugs you from behind and is, is holding you. You can uh, attack while grappled? You can, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm going to punch it. All right. It's an unarmed attack. Little Moss, what are you, do- what are you doing? Huh? I'm just, I'm going to, I think I might run for the box while he's grappled. Um, open the back door and try and usher him through before whoever's pull- pulled out the front comes in all right so um you run towards the podium as that's happening Lokag, what did you roll i got a 11 all right like it's it's bear hugging you you go to headbutt it but it like dodges its head out the way as you as you try and headbutt it from behind um you can attempt to make a uh, a strength or a deck saving throw to to um be free of the grapple i'll do that um all right Little Moss, you run up to the uh, the podium with this little slight, slightly whitey green bit of fabric laying over the cube. You don't see a back door. You think that there may be only a front door of this building because the old lady exited through the front as well. Oh, shit. I grab the box. Okay, so you rip the fabric off yep. and you see this, made out of some sort of metal, this, this box. All of these weird little uh, carvings and stuff all over it. Uh, you grab it, Lokag, roll your um, your decks or your strength. Uh, it was a strength throw. and I got a 19. 
19. All right, you break free of the hold. The, you like rip your arms out. The robot sort of stumbles backwards. The droid stumbles backwards. And you see a little moss with the box. Are you going to continue to fight this creature? Are you going to run? What, what are you going to do? Running didn't work before. I'm, can I just counter grapple it and drag it? The droid? Yeah. Yeah, cool. Roll. Strength. So 17 for strength. Yeah, you got a you got a 14. So you grapple it, grapple it, I should say, and you start to drag it. Um, little Moss, where are you going? Can I see? I can't see a back exit. Um, is there anything that might be that I can see that might lead to a way out? Like um, you the know, front door. Just the front door. Like I can't see a lever yeah. or something like that for a secret way out the back or the door is the room is completely black besides the green light from the uh, droid's eyes and the green light from the exit sign that is like if you're looking towards the front of the store where the the entrance is there is a the exit sign in this small room before these shelves where you are at the moment dude only one way in and one way out we got to get through that curtain and and get out of here as quick as we can as i um see that he's broken free of the droid I try and like vault the droid um, and like kick off what I presume is some kind of wardrobe or something off to the side um, to like get some leverage over the top of them yep you uh, roll in athletics 13 alright so you run you leap off the uh, one of the shelves you jump off like an old chest of drawers and leap over these these two struggling figures, Lokag and this security droid in this samurai armor. You push your way through the silk cloth covering that blocks this room to the main store, and uh, you, en- you enter the main shop area. Lokag, what are you doing with the droid? I can pick up like 600 pounds. Yeah. Um, can I just pick him up and throw him away from me and then bolt? You can certainly do so. Just make a strength check for me. 11 for the strength check. 11 for strength. Yep, cool. You throw it. It lands and hits the shelves of the um, of the like little back area here, which has some cases and, and that sort of thing on it. The shelf knocks over, falls. The droid is sort of scrambling to try and get up, but slipping on some of the bits and pieces and bric-a-brac that has also been laying on the shelf. Uh, and then what, you're running for the front door? Yep, just running. All right, you are making your way through the store following Little Moss and you run out, both of you run out onto the street. I need both of you to make a dexterity saving throw for me. 22 for me. Oh, crit. 24. 24, all right. So you guys see this super low street car with these neon lights underneath it speeding down the street. You both see it coming as you run out onto the road and Little Moss, you just cheat a leap. Basically Superman over the car into a barrel roll and you roll onto the ground. Lokag, you basically, as the car like slams its brake on, brakes on, you jump and like detective sort of slide across the roof of the car like in an action movie style. And out of the car comes these two... Yuntongs. You can see because they've got these yellowy glowing eyes that are sort of shaped like um, snake eyes and they just start firing. Yeah, cool. Can I get both of you to make another 
um, dexterity saving throw for me. Oh, that wasn't as good. 10. 21. All right. So, Lokag, you slide across the car. As one of them opens his door up, you grab the handle on the outside, you rip it off, and you block the bullets from your body because it's something that you've done a couple times, I'm guessing. Little Moss, some of the bullets fly towards you, and the only thing blocking between you and the bullets is that box. And you instinctively hold it out as bullets fly towards you. One hits you in the shoulder, one of these bullets. The other one hits you in the thigh. And a third bullet hits the box. And you see little bits of shrapnel and metal glisten in the red light of this alleyway. And it flicks out all these little bits of glistening metal. And you feel something cold touch your hand. And all of a sudden, there is this blackish, purpley spectral barrier that appears in front of you as that box breaks away. You're holding pieces of the box, but in your hand is this obsidian purple-like skull. It's got these golden little um, adornments that have seemed to be um, placed in the carving of this sort of crystally stone skull they are curling and jagged uh, they look very sinister in a way and you feel this coldness hmm. most of the time 90 percent of the time it's humid as all heck in new Etica. the rain is slowly like just like falling and everything slows down for you these little droplets are falling you're looking at this thing that you've just caught in your hands, this blackish purple skull with these golden adornments, or all these bits of metal that has sort of shattered around your hands from this box that contained this item. And everything's slow. Do you see Lokag pulling up this door, blocking bullets? You see these, the bullets hit you in the shoulder and in the thigh, or the blood splatters from those bullets anyway. And you look up and everything around you feels like it's vibrating and shimmering. But your hands and you are completely still. And you see your fingertips and your palms where you're holding this strange skull begin to go that purpley black color. And it moves up your arms like, like smoke moves. And there is a boom and a shockwave Lokag. The car moves, the two Yuntungs sort of stagger backwards, you yourself stagger, you knock out one of the Yuntung guys with the door, and you hear screaming behind you, and as you turn, you see Little Moss holding this item, this blackish purple skull, these golden adornments, these bits of metal that are falling to the ground, he's holding it, and this purpley black stuff is has moved up his arms, up his neck, towards his chest. It's enveloping him. He's looking up in the air, screaming, and all these tendrils of this purpley black, looks like maybe smoke or something, is spiraling 
out in all directions and then it stops and it's quivering this this black purpley magic energy and then it recedes incredibly quickly from the air from little moss's chest and arms and it sucks back into the skull and little moss sort of staggers a little bit and he drops the skull to the ground and it makes this heavy thud of stone on cement and he puts his hand to his head and that's where we will leave it sick Thank you for listening and thank you for taking the time to listen. And also thank you for downloading the show. Thanks for uh, sharing our podcast with a friend. If you know somebody who's got a bunch of time on their hands at the moment and you think they'll enjoy the show or they like Dungeons and Dragons or sci-fi and stuff, just, you know, just send them a link to our podcast or tell them the name of it. And we would have, um, we would love to have more listeners and uh, sort of, get a bigger community and maybe down the track incorporate the community into the show somehow that'd be really awesome to do one of those other things is our website which you can find at www.beyondthedice.com um it looks really pretty now it's been a uh, formatted and it's really good that's where all our episodes are and some other stuff you can get a link to our discord and check out our store i've now got one I've got now two, three t-shirts from our store. They're really great. I love the designs and just, yeah, in ISO, it's been really fun working from home and wearing those shirts. So check it out, beyondthedice.com. Such good shirts. Speaking of which, if you want, if your jam is to Insta, you should jump on Instagram at beyondthedice. We put up all our pics of whatever you feel like, more like RPG, um, D&D stuff, anything really nerdy. Just check it out and have a look comment on it whatever like it have a look and for any news about the podcast you can check our facebook page which is beyond the dice feedback is important so review us on whatever platform it is that you choose to nom 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 your way down through the deliciousness that is beyond the dice (laughs) so five stars yay we didn't have a robot this time (laughs) Real Trav has come back from the future. Hey, I'm trying to be better, <laughs> alright? Uh, yeah, so guys, if um, I say guys as a collective humans out there, listeners, uh, if you would like to support the show, you can head over to um, shop.beyondthedice.com uh, but if you can't afford some of that sweet merch, it's totally understandable. We, we, we absolutely, absolutely get it. You can support us for free by telling a friend about us or sharing, you know, one of our social media links on social media. In saying that, it is the end of the show. So sad, but do not worry. We'll have another episode up soon. And uh, good night, good day. Good evening. Sayonara. Gotcha, guys. See you, everyone.